thanks uh, for joining us. It's MZ here with the Indecisive Podcast. So today we have a special guest. We have Lilo Salsa with us. So today we have from Lilo Salsa. Tammy Graves. I'm Lilo. And? And I'm Michael, Mr. Lilo. All right. Very good. So Tammy and Michael, uh, tell me a little bit about Lilo Salsa. What's uh, what's the backstory on Lilo Salsa? Well, the backstory started, um, my son-in-law who's in his 20s, was going through approximately $25 worth of salsa a week. Wow. And this was about three years ago, and I was like, there's got to be a better way. So just to save money for the family and to make it healthier because, Mm. as you know, most diabetics, either salsa um, or... uh, Store-bought salsa or store-bought salsas, meaning steak sauce or barbecue sauce or anything like that, it all has lots and lots of sugar and lots of chemicals in it. Okay. So trying to be better for the family because there's multiple diabetics and health issues in our family. Right. So I was like, okay, I got to make this better. Yeah. Well, one of my loves is to figure out how to have our cake and eat it too. Basically, I like to backwards engineer stuff. Okay. That's just my thing. Sure. So I started researching salsa because it was one of the things that we were going through a lot. So I thought, okay, I can save money, make it healthier for the family. It's a win-win. Right. Okay. So I started researching it, and we started making our own recipe. And my son-in-law, who loves salsa, he, yeah, (laughs) so I was using him as my, my I call him quality control, (laughs) because he was my taste tester, you know, okay, it needs a little more salt, needs a little more cumin, needs a little more this or that, or, or, hey, it's perfect, or the heat level needs to go up, or something. Right. And so, we kept playing with it. Well, our original recipe started out where we were not making it with sugar whatsoever, but we were making it with erythritol. Erythritol. So that's a synthetic sugar, like a stevia or something like that? Sort of. It's a plant-based sugar. It's a low glycemic index, and it's diabetic-friendly, so it will not mess with your blood sugars. It's good for keto because, again, it won't spike your blood sugars or anything like that. And it's plant-based, so works for vegans and such as well because our product is all vegetables. Yes. There's no anything else in it whatsoever. No animal byproducts. No animal byproducts, no nothing. It's all pure vegetables. Right. So anyway, we started making it, and I started taking it to like a friend's house because I was just making it for us. Yeah. And I started taking it to a friend's house. You know, they'd have a get-together or something. And I'd go, uh-huh. hey, I'll just bring salsa. Or sure. he would take it to work or take it to one of his buddies and say, hey, you need to try this. You need to try this. And they were like, oh, man, this is so good. You need to start selling it. Okay. Well, I was like, uh, you're just being nice. And you know how people say sure. that, you sure. know, oh, I like that. And then it really sits on the shelf, you know, and nobody touches it. Right. That's what I thought it really was. Yeah. So I was still in disbelief. Okay. Well, some of his buddies at work started buying cases from wow. me. Now. Right off the bat. From from the start of the experimentation to this point, how much time had passed there? Uh, probably a year and a half. Okay. So about but, a good year and a half of you trial and error and getting it down and then starting to share it with folks. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. It was at least a year and a half because okay. 
actually, we didn't start sharing it with folks until March of last year, actually COVID. Wow. Right in the middle of beginning yeah. of COVID is when it really started. Um, we, we started sharing it with different people, taking it to the bowling alley where our friends were. And they were like, oh, man, you got to taste this. And then they were ta- sending it to other teams on the, at the bowling alley and going, hey, this is awesome. And people were like, I'll buy some from you. And I was like, really? Wow. It's not even for sale. It's yeah. not a thing. I just, it's I, not I just a, brought it to share. There was only one flavor. It's just, <laughs> it is. And again, I was still in very much disbelief thinking yeah. that, Y'all are just being nice, and I was trying to stroke my ego, whatever. Okay. So I was like, okay. So anyway, his buddies started at work. We're ordering cases. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, really? Oh, okay. So I would make a batch for him. A batch is 12 jars. That's a case. Okay. We sold it to him. Then they come back again, (laughs) wanting another case. And I was like, really? Yeah. Seriously? You're willing to spend $60, $70 on a salsa? I mean, again, Apparently. again, the business is running down the street. Right. I'm still chasing after it, yeah. hollering, wait for me. Because <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I am still in very much disbelief. Yeah. Well, our friends started buying it. They were spending $40, $50. They were buying it out of our house. Wow. Because, again, I'm not selling it at the market at all. Okay. Yeah. So this was prior to you even starting at the... Yes. You haven't even done that yes. yet? Okay. Right. So we had probably made on the average of somewhere in the neighborhood of four to almost $5,000 just selling it out of the house. This is from March <laughs> to June. Wow. And I'm just still in <laughs> amazement, disbelief because people are wanting it and... This is just our friends and yeah. family and people, acquaintances we know, not right. really even out there yet. Yeah. And they're still, oh, yes, we need it. We want yeah, it. We want, want it. Yeah. And I was like, seriously? Yeah. You know, again, I'm still in disbelief. Sure. You know, it's running down the street, and <laughs> I'm just like, what? So then we were out shopping one, one day, and I saw the sign over there at the Garland Firewall Farmer's Market that Tim had, and there was only four or five vendors there, and it said that they were looking for vendors. And so he and I looked at each other, and I go, hmm, why not set up at the Farmer's Market? People are starting to buy this out of the house. I said, we're campers, so we have a tent, we have a table, you know, it's not like it's going to be a lot of startup, you right. know. So we thought, hey, if it works, groovy. Yeah. If it doesn't work, no harm, no foul. Yeah. And that was when? you Did you say May? June. June. Okay, June. June is when we first started. The first weekend in June is when we started selling it. That was mid-May is when we actually looked at yeah. it and saw the sign. I had a couple of family emergencies for the next couple of weeks, but we didn't start selling it there until the first weekend in June. Right. Our first weekend, we made what over five hundred dollars. A little wow. over five hundred. Little over five hundred dollars. Our very first weekend, and we've never, ever, ever sold at a farmers market or anything of that nature. Wow. Ever. Okay. And this is totally trial and error and figuring it out as we go. Now, now, did you stack the decks, tell all your friends, come on out? Or no. these were complete, wow, no. these were complete strangers that were 
this that is were just fans complete, already. Wow. Complete strangers, complete yeah. everything. Um, my husband's an IT guy, so of course, before we went to go set up uh, set up at the farmers market, he set me up a Facebook page mm, and good. whatever, and so I just posted on there, you know, hey, I was doing it, yeah. and I posted some pictures of me making salsa. So some of the pictures that you saw earlier, uh, those are all on my page. Good. So that way my fans can see that it really is vegetable ingredients. Right. You know, right. they can see it in its raw state, which is, you know, the whole onions, the whole peppers and so forth. Certainly. Um, not onion powder. We're not talking. No, yeah. None no. of those things. We're, we're talking, talking real garlic, yeah, real absolutely. onions, real everything. Yeah. And so anyway... So that first weekend, we sold like five hundred dollars worth. I think it was like fifty or sixty jars that weekend. Nice. And it was just on a Saturday. Just think, this is just Saturday. Yeah. Because we weren't going out on Sundays. Okay. Just Saturdays, hmm. and we were like, "Wow." Yeah. So our first, we come home, and you know, first you're just thinking of the math. You know, COVID. Everybody needs money. You know. Oh yeah. You know for sure. So we were thinking of the math. We were like. Well, if we can bring in $500 extra a week for one Saturday times four, well, that's, you know. That's pretty decent. You know, when you're thinking about for eight hours worth of work, that's not that's not too bad. Not too shabby. And, you know? and not to, you know, sitting out at a farmer's market. I mean, it's right. not, it's like, not you're like you're it's, digging a ditch or doing something. It's yeah. not like it's major hard work. Sure. I mean, it is on the front end. On the end, front end, sure. You know, and it is a little work on the front end when you're trying to build your inventory and things like that, but still. So, well, the next weekend we went out and we tried again. Again, we were consistently hitting anywhere from $500 or more. So we would sell. 60 jars. Then the next week, we'd sell 70 jars. Then the next week, we started seeing more of the same type of customers. That's what I was about we to say. Were, How many of those we were We were getting repeats? repeat business. Yeah, there we go. And then we started seeing people who would come up, and just like Tim talked about in the podcast, is that we would see people coming up to our booth and then turn around and leave. <laughs> Get what they, I mean, you know how people look when they're on a mission, uh -huh, you know, yeah. they're walking real fast and they Just, go right to where they want yeah. and come right back. Yeah. That's how they were. Wow. And we were like, wow. And then we were having people go, oh my God, this is my favorite salsa. I can't believe this. And like at one time we had this lady who, who was, um, older. She's probably in her mid seventies. And she started buying our hottest one. Oh and my. every week she was buying our ghost reaper. Wow. And she was like, this is my favorite salsa. And every week she was buying it. And we were like, wow. So, so as we were starting this, every week I started creating new flavors. That's how I got this. Gotcha. So I, we started with our mild and flavorful, which is, which is the base. It's the base for everything. Okay. So there's... Um Everything just stacks on top of that one. Yes. It's like the foundation for all of them. Wow, exactly. Love that. That's great. That's As brilliant. my son-in-law says, you have the perfect base. Yeah. Why deviate from the plan? Ah, don't if, mean it. If, don't mess it. If the, the base is perfect, you can build anything on top of it. Absolutely. Solid foundation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have our perfect base, and then I just build the heat and the flavors as you walk across our table, basically. Yeah. And that's how it works. Yeah. So... I started, I started out with just mild, medium, hot, and habanero, just basic. Okay. 
That's what basic was. And then I started branching out into, okay, let's go. Ooh, some people want maybe ghost pepper. Mm -hmm. So I branched out into ghost pepper. Never played with ghost pepper right. or anything like that ever before in my life, yeah. ever. So I'm having to figure out what these peppers taste like. What, you know, what's How their flavor? What's their flavor profile? Yeah. You know, just all those different things, you know, okay, where do I get ghost peppers? What do they even look like? Mm -hmm. You know, so I had to research all of that yeah. type of stuff. I also had to play with the peppers itself because when we first started, I had a Fresno pepper as Fresno. a medium. Okay. Yeah, it's sort of like a jalapeno. Okay. It's a, just a little bit more so than a jalapeno, but it's not, you know, it's a red. It's okay. red. Oh, okay. And so then we had our medium pepper that is medium now. We did have it hot. Yeah. But then we got to researching and got to looking, and that Fresno one in the me that was medium is really closer to mild. So we deleted that one altogether. Oh, okay. And yeah. then moved our hot version down to medium. Because it wasn't okay. hot enough. Gotcha. Well, yeah, when you start throwing ghosts and reapers in there, yeah. So <laughs> it was, but the hot, when it, you just get to that hot stage, right. which only has three different chili peppers in it. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't hot like a hot should be. Okay. So we played again. So then we go, okay, let's add something else. I mean, so we took out the one, dropped, we call it demoting. We demoted the pepper who was our original hot right. down to medium. Now we took that medium base and added a different chili pepper. Okay. And we go, okay, now this works. Okay, yeah. now we got the hot right. Right. So then we started playing again, and then we got the habanero right. So I had to play with the number of habaneros. Right. When I first started, it was over 20-plus habaneros to a batch. Okay. And so some were like, oh, my God, are you trying to light me on fire? <laughs> you know? So I had to play. Right. Again, every, t every time I was playing with, you know, the amount the uh, of the ingredients, how many peppers per batch. Right. You know, it's getting the jars. ratios down. Yeah, because, yeah, the ratios you're not going, down. You're creating the, this as you're going. You're not going off of a book. This is all you. This is all me and my brain. Yeah. I'm yeah. going, okay, this works. Mm, okay, let's, let's back off. Let's yeah. see what happens. You know, that type of thing. So we get the hobbin, we get the num ratios right. Gotcha. Then we go, we get the ghosts right because when we first started doing ghosts, they were like, huh? It's really good, but I think some were saying that it needs to be a little more. Some were saying it needs to be a little less. Isn't that about right? Hmm. And so I, so it's about half and half. And I go, okay, I'll go up a little bit. They said to go up this much. So I went up half okay. of what was suggested. Yeah. And again, this is friends that were buying it right. because his buddies at work will tell you, they're my taste testers as well. Because mm -hmm. anytime I do something new, something new to let try out. I let him take a jar or two to work yeah. and they get to test it and tell me what they think. And yeah. and then I take I take suggestions of, okay, what do you think? What what's could be different or whatever. Yeah. Now, just for a second, do you mind? So when you initially took it to your friends to, to share with them, mm -hmm. was it uh, just to share or did you all have like a potluck or something? No, at, no just to share. Okay, just to share. And right off the bat. Oh, yeah, yeah. We want more. 
Really? Wow. That's mm-hmm. pretty that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Oh yeah, that's they immediately we want more. Matter of fact, um the one that when I as I created the ghost and then I like I said I was creating the um the scorpion, and then he said, okay, let's play with hot. So I, you know, I was on the hot end because that's what we were selling. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was playing on the hot end for a while. And it was, it was Carolina Reaper. And we were like, okay, let's go up some more. So we went up some more. Well, then when I was making, and how Ghost Reaper came about is a really funny, funny story is because we were reading somewhere that, because I could only buy the peppers for Ghost and Reaper dehydrated off Amazon. Okay. At that time. Yeah. That's the only time I could, that's the only way I could buy them. Hmm. And so the thing said, put them in water and... Uh, yeah, actually, it said, put them in a skillet yeah. and heat them up. Then you put them in water so they can rehydrate easier. Yeah, oh, put wow. them in a skillet. One or two warm peppers, that's okay. Well, but the whole batch, peppers, yeah. So oh, I was putting that. all of them in a in a thing. So I put like all the peppers that I was using for the batch in a skillet. Wow. Let's just say if the zombie apocalypse comes, I know how to create mace because I created mace here in the house. We had to get the fan out. We had to get the wind open the windows. It was funny, funny, funny. Because I created major mace pe- in the ma- house. Major pepper spray uh, <laughs> cloud. I, I figured out how to make mace. So, <laughs> wear zombies. Yeah. You're going to get mace wow. big time. So, anyway, I was did, we did that. And I had the peppers together. And when, you, when the peppers are in their dehydrated state, they look very different. The ghost and the reapers. Do. Okay. So, I thought... Okay, to save time, let's put them both in there. I got to make both batches anyway. So I put both peppers in the water to dehydrate. Well, when they rehydrate and when they get to the skillet, they look the same. Oh, so so they've kind of yeah shared one another's qualities. They kind of look they they kind of look the same. So I was like. Which one's which? I yeah. thought I could tell the difference. Yeah. And I looked at it and go, no. Taste test? <laughs> so I go, taste death, live life. Yeah. So that's how I created Ghost Reaper. It was pure accident wow. and a mistake. Yeah. Because I thought I could tell them apart after I got them ready to go. And I couldn't. So I was like, let's see what happens. Yeah. So... But just like all my other flavors, let's see what happens. Yeah. So I put put them all in one pot. There you go. That's how Ghost Reaper was born. Nice. And people love it. I mean, matter of fact, at first, it was just going to be the one-time mistake. Oh, right. And it was done. Yeah. But no. It was like, no, it has to stay. Yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? Wow. <laughs> I was like, this is pure mistake. <laughs> But yeah, it was pure mistake. Pretty hot though. Did they? Did the guys? Oh, yeah. The hot people oh. said it was pretty hot stuff. Yes. Uh, how Ghost Reaper works is is that with all my sauces, regardless of the heat, even the Ghost Reaper, all the way down, 
because it starts with that mild and flavorful recipe, mm-hmm. you taste all that flavor, all the fresh flavor on the front. Right. You get the fresh cilantro, the fresh onions, the fresh tomato, all that freshness on the front. And then you get the heat on the back end, like salsa is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, nice. It's, it makes it enjoyable. Yeah. Versus, and the heat doesn't hang on forever. Right. Like some stuff, you just pure fire and you can't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, I hear people say that all the time. Is this going to burn my mouth off? No, it's yeah. not. You're going to get the heat on the back end? Yes. Are you going to feel it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be like, oh, I need drink milk, drink water, eat sugar, whatever to tame it? Possibly. Yeah. Yes. But is it going to hang forever? No. Mm. I mean, even ghost, you'll be three chips in. Ghost Reaper, I mean. You'll be three chips in before you even realize it's hot. Wow. You'll be tasting it going, oh, this is great. I love this. It's all the flavor. And then all of a sudden, the the heat will hit you in the back of the throat. And you'll yeah. be like, whoa. Hang on a minute. And then you'll be like, whoa. So you grab the water, grab the milk, whatever, if that's you. And just as you think you got it tamed and you can keep eating, it comes back around. Sure does. So the ghost is... <laughs> Let's come back around and let's bite them again. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It bites you again. Sure. So that's when I was playing with the heats. And so then by that time, it was summer. Now, did you have to put in a new uh, exhaust fan or something to try to keep the fumes down? No. No. (laughs) No? No. So then by that time, it was summer. Okay. And we had a couple people uh, asking for, hey, what... What about peach salsa or what about mango well, salsa yeah. or what about this? And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I, I like to experiment. I like to cook. I like to just play. So I said, okay. So I, they uh, asked for mango pineapple. Sure. So I went and got fresh mangoes, fresh pineapples. Yes, I love ma- uh, pineapples. Never, ever, ever peeled a mango, touched a mango, mm-hmm. nothing in my entire life. Until I started making that. Okay. I didn't even know what it looked like on the inside. I mean, I knew the fruit, but I didn't know there was a gigantic seed inside. Again, I'm a little southern girl. That we, yeah, you know, meat, potatoes, beans, you know, corn. Mango wasn't necessarily Mango wasn't on, on the menu when I was growing up, no. Right. So anyway, so we started playing with that. And again, I'm playing with the ratio. Okay, how many mangoes to a pot? You know, is it four? Is it three? Is it five? Mm Because again, it's 12 jars. So you got to make sure the ratio is right. Okay. So, and then it's taking a fresh pineapple. Because of course, none of it's canned or anything like that. So it's a fresh pineapple. Peeling the pineapple, the whole, you know, the whole drill. And putting it in the pot. Well, and then I started playing with it, and then again, it's taste testing. Mm-hmm. Is do you taste the mango? Do you taste the pineapple? Do you taste the blend? Do you is it? Do you taste the sweet in the middle because mango pineapple would be a sweet. Mm-hmm. So does it blend well with the heat? Yes or no? Yeah. So you tweak, you know, you play with it a little bit, and now mango pineapples are number one flavor. Wow! Even over the Ghost Trooper. Uh, over wow. over everything, it's our wow. number one flavor. That's we fantastic. will sell approximately two cases on a Saturday. Wow. And that's 24 jars, right. sometimes more. Yeah. So anyway, and then after that came peach salsa because it was peach season. Okay. Rowdy had peaches. 
Well, he had some ugly peaches, of course. And, you know, some that's got a little imperfections or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to peel them and cook them. So it doesn't matter if they're imperfections, you know. So I took Rowdy's East Texas peaches and I played again. And that's how peach salsa came up. Mm. Is I took the exact same base recipe and I said, okay, for the sweet, the same thing like I did with the mango pineapple is for the sweet, I need a little more heat because our mild and flavorful is designed for people who do not like heat. Okay. It's totally designed that way on purpose because right. I take the seeds and the membranes out of the jalapenos. Okay. I leave I leave two jalapenos whole for the entire batch. The rest of them I take I remove the seeds and remove the membranes. So you still get to taste all the flavor of the salsa and enjoy salsa. Yeah. But have zero heat. Right. My daughter calls it the baby salsa. <laughs> the, but I'm sure it's safe for babies too. Yeah. Well, it's just. It's not necessarily babies. It's people who say, I'm a wimp when it comes to heat, you know. So we have the wimp salsa. But so I go, okay, for the sweet, it needs a little more heat with it because you can't just sweet and then that's the end. Cloyingly, it'd be like it just sweet and and done. So I made it medium and it blended well because the sweet blended into the heat Mm. very well as a medium. And I go, okay, it's not crazy. It's still enjoyable and so forth. So that's how, that's why the fruits for the most part are all on a medium level. Nice. And then I had some people again ask me, well, have you ever tried making like peach and habanero or mango and habanero or things like that? And I was like, okay. I mean, I'm willing to try anything. If if people are asking for it, I'm right. willing to figure it out. At least give it a try. So I have. Peach habanero, I have, I created a man, uh, pineapple habanero this year. Wow. It's only been out for about four weeks. Okay. That's brand new flavor. Okay. And it is selling like hotcakes right now. Excellent. I brought back the mango pineapple, uh, mango habanero because mangoes are now, <coughs> mangoes are now in, in season, mm-hmm. in the start of the season. So I brought back the mango habanero. Now, just one tip is reason why some things come and go on our table is because I will not make product with inferior product. Meaning if it's not in season, like I don't want to make pineapple mango in December because the fruit is just garbage. It's not sweet. It's not sweet. That's what I mean. Yeah, and it's tough. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's not. It's not sweet. Right. Uh, in order to make it seem sweet, I would have to add a ton of sugar in there, and, and that would just defeat the whole exactly. purpose and the selling point of it. So, I only like to make my products with items that are in season. Right. So that's why, like right now, a lot of people are asking for peach salsa. But I can't make it until May yeah. because peaches don't come out until May. And not gonna I'm not going to make it with South no. Carolina peaches. I'm not going to make it with California peaches or whatever. I'm only going to make it with East Texas peaches because wow. they are the best peaches and they are the sweetest peaches. Texas is where the peaches come from. I'm not going to make it with anything else. That's I have standards, and that I'm not going to... Don't back down. I'm not going to back down from my no, standards. No, ma'am. Like I told him, I said if we have... We get to the co-packer stage and whatever, and 
I'm going to say, you either make it the way I want to make it mm-hmm. or you don't make it. Right. Because it's my name on there, exactly. my reputation. So if you don't want to do it the way I want you to do it, yeah. then there's no deal. Right. And even if I get a co-packer or somebody wants to buy it and put it on the shelf, I'm still going to demand that I have creative control because I'm going to tell you it's either approved or it's not approved. Right. Gotcha. No, I totally. That's your prerogative. Because it's my it standard. should be that way. Absolutely. I have a standard and I'm not going to let some commercial, right. whoever who thinks they can make Lilo salsa <laughs> go, you know, mess with my standards. Totally understood. And a lot of people say they can taste the standards in my product. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And and you don't want because that is that you're you're hundred percent right. When you go from from where you're at now to move to that to the bigger leagues, it the ratios start getting a lot different and those guys will, you know, probably try to sway you into doing some things. So I yes, I totally agree with you. Stay stick to your guns. Well, if I don't stay with my standards, then I'm gonna become like just like anybody if else you just, that you see twenty other flavor, twenty yeah. other companies on the shelf. And they may or may not sell or what have you. I don't want to be like everybody else on the counter. Mm -mm. That's why my product is different. That's why people are coming to the farmer's market to buy my product versus going to the store and buying whatever straight off the shelf. My product doesn't have any preservatives in it. Right. My product doesn't, you know, it's, I have product that's diabetic friendly. Right. I have product that's keto friendly. You know, people know that it's fresh product in that jar not who knows what's in that jar right. and whatever preservatives that they put in that jar to make it shelf stable and in your refrigerator stable for months on end sure. <laughs> now you mentioned the uh the diabetic and keto friendly mm-hmm. now are all of them or is it certain ones or certain ones because okay. what i did is is i my recipe started with the erythritol. Okay. Okay, which is the diabetic and keto friendly, because I'm diabetic, so that's how it all started. Well, when we started selling it for cost, I switched to sugar. Mm. So what I did is, is I did, again, I played, did the ratio. So it has a ratio of the amount of sugar to amount of erythritol, so they're e- totally equal. Okay. Okay. But if you put the products side by side in a blind taste test, mm. you cannot tell the really? difference. Really? Interesting. Now, the good news Because usually is, that's a huge giveaway is uh, the flavor is, oh, man, yeah, you can definitely tell this is, you know, uh-uh. doesn't have sugars or whatever in it. Uh-uh. Oh, interesting. It's totally different because, and my even my sugar product is still good because we tell people all the time, it's only got one tablespoon per the entire batch. Wow, yeah. So even the sugar product is very minuscule when you break it down to 12 jars. Right. Hmm. Okay. So. Excellent. And we still have people who can't have any sugar. So sure. that's Which why. Is why we have the original. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I have the no, we call them the no sugar added flavors is because, you know, they, they can't have any sugar whatsoever. So even though I've had diabetics and keto people buy the regular, because they say, well, that's almost Op, you know, minuscule in the product right. itself. And I'm like, well, I can't in good faith tell someone that this product won't spike your blood sugar or won't do this because yeah. everybody's different. So 
we have the no sugar added, which is back to the original recipe of erythritol. So I can tell them this has absolutely no sugar whatsoever in it right. that will harm your blood sugar. Excellent. Because it's made with erythritol. Right. And I tell people that all the time. Yeah. And they were like, oh. And a lot of people like that, that, yeah. you know, this is this is the way it is. And like I said, is just playing in an experiment is how I created all of these flavors. Yeah. And again, the business is running down the street like <laughs> – there's no tomorrow saying, I'll see you later. And I'm still chasing it all last year. Wow. I'm still chasing it right. because we sell 60, 70 jars. Sunday, I'm making as much as I can make all day Sunday to keep up. Because I yeah. still work Monday through Friday, like 60 hours a week, Monday through Friday. Wow. Sell salsa on Saturday, make salsa all day Sunday. Sometimes yeah. make salsa during the week yeah. just to have enough to sell. That's how it was last year. Whatever I made this week is what we sold because I was, I call it chasing myself. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it feels that way. Well, I I couldn't get ahead because we were selling it so fast. I couldn't get ahead. And so even December, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, October when we had the Rangers out, you know, the Ranger market. Over here at the farmer's market, we had the, the uh, high school, high school oh, okay. that Tim ta- said, talked about, yes, about yes. the prom and yeah. what have you. That one Saturday, we made $1,000. Nice. In salsa. I mean, yeah. We start, like we sold over. $10 a jar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're thinking about it the hard way. Yeah. It, you was, know, it's was not there like ever it was, not somebody buying a, bottle, a jar of salsa that I day? Mean, it sounds like they were just constantly there. They were. And... We sold like over 150 jars or more in a day. Wow. And then that was then. And then we go, okay, now what? Because that was Firewheel. Firewheel mm-hmm. closed that day for the season. Yeah. We were like, okay, now what? Well, the Urban Flea, uh, some of the vendors said, hey, I go to this market and this market and this market. And they're open during these off periods. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. You know, hey, we thought. Well, if we're going to take Leo Salsa big time, mm-hmm. I got to start branching out in different gotta cities. Try some other some other spots. Some See other if it spots gets the same reception. To get yeah, to get some similar reception. So we went to the Urban Flea in downtown Garland at the square. Our first weekend there, it was very 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 windy, and we got a bad spot. I mean, we thought it was going to be a good spot because we didn't know. Right, you'd never. We been got there. down. Now, had you ever been to just walk through that market, or not no, at all? Okay, no. so you were completely. I mean, we were familiar because he's from Garland and whatever, right. so we're but familiar you knew the with the you spot, knew how it was out. Yeah. but we didn't know where where was the good spot to be. Yeah. So, we asked for down in the square because we okay. thought, well, we don't want to be way up on the street or way up in the grass or whatever, because we thought. Be where everybody's supposed to be. Right. Which is in the square. Mistake. Mm. Mistake for us. Yeah. We were right there uh, in front of the flagpoles. Okay. Okay. We're, uh, and that was a mistake for us. Oh. One, it was kind of a mistake for us because of where we were, people could come in this way, and if they didn't look just a certain way, they oh, would miss, miss us. Oh, and no. same way on this side, we could, could, could get people. But if you've got tents in front of you this yeah. way, so it, it was just a bad spot. Plus, the ground was unlevel there because it's all that uh, old brick. Yeah. 
and so the ground is very unlevel there. Well, our jars were sitting at an angle. Oh, yeah. And so, I, you know, we were like, oh, with glass jars, yeah. brick, yeah, uneven tables. Good. It just was not good. Plus, danger, it was danger. windy. It was so windy that day. Uh, the wind was taking tents and wrapping them around oh, poles, man. and it was very windy <clears throat> that day. And we didn't make very much that day. Yeah. And we didn't sell a whole lot that day. And we were like, okay. So we thought, hmm. So the next month, that was November, because they only have it once a month. Okay, right. That's right. The second Saturday right. or something? Yeah. Right. So December, we go, okay, let's try again. So we tried again in December. Now this is Christmas. So you're talking mid-December. And... Oh, my gosh. We got up on the edge of the square okay. next to the road. But we decided to get closer to the steps so we could catch people as they're coming down oh, into the square. Yeah, and for sure. Up, you know, <clears throat> night and day for us. Okay. Major, location, major. location, location, folks. Exactly. That's the lesson here. As they say, <laughs> you know, if you got a good thing, you yeah. know, just because it didn't work here doesn't mean it won't work. It didn't hurt that it was one of the two steps that leads over to the coffee shop. Yeah. Oh, that does kind of help. And it helps, too, because, you know, people were going up the steps to the coffee shop, especially that time of day, and it's December, so it's cold, and, you know, it kind of worked. And it was amazing. And on top of that, some of the people who saw us in November came back in December. They're nice. And so we were like, wow. What little we did have, we made an impact. And so then uh, we had some people that told us about the Wiley Market. They do a Christmas event where basically they start shutting down the streets down there, down uh, Ballard Street. Okay. Right there. Yeah. Where I think the borough or something, there's a little parking lot there. Well, Wiley has a whole bunch of vendors that's for the city of Wiley, and there's all kinds of craft vendors and whatever. And they have probably, what, 300, 400? That's quite a bit. Uh, that this whole area between 78 and Ballard Street right there, and that church, that all that parking lot and the park, yes. the Wiley Park, all of that was just full of vendors and stuff. Wow, that's a big It was a huge. Big outfit. It's huge, huge, huge. <clears throat> but well, that you said that's like once a year kind of yes. thing? Okay. So Wiley does that. And so some of our friends were like, well, I'm at the borough. So, you know, so we go, okay, we'll set up at the borough, which is right there. You know, so people are over here at the park, and then it's right there, around the corner. So we set up there. And we were like, let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, this is supposed to be a big event. Right. The, uh, it's all of Wiley knows about it. It's, it's a big thing. Oh, my gosh. It was insane. <laughs> Literally insane. How many people do you think were there? Oh. It's hard to say. Yeah. It, it was a lot. Hundreds or thousands? Thousands. thousands. Really? Thousands. Th- it was thousands. Like shoulder shoulder kind of oh, in yeah. some spots? Oh, wow. yeah. It was thousands. That's a big it was take, a lot. Big, uh, yeah, it was throughout the whole day, thousands. Throughout wow. the whole day, all yeah. day long. I mean, we were, um, matter of fact, it's kind of funny. We were calling it fishing because... He would be behind the counter, behind our table, and I would be out there, you know, people walking by, and I would be like, hey, you like salsa, you know, just kind of doing my thing and selling it, and and then they'd go over there to him, and he'd sell him salsa, you know, and I'd be, and we'd be like, 
you know, reeling them in. You know, we call <laughs> yep, it fishing. For sure. Yep. <laughs> you know, we're salespeople, so yeah. I, I, that's what I do for a living still. Okay. So I'd be like, you know, fishing. Just you know, reeling you know them in. Yeah. And so we sold what? what? I don't know. About $1,200 worth. Yeah, a salsa in one Saturday. And that's the first time you'd ever been there? First time ever been first there. First time wow. ever been there. And nice. a lot of people loved it that we were local. Yeah, of That course. we were Wiley because they would go, where are you from? And we were three like about yeah. three miles down the road, which is true because yeah. downtown is that way about three miles. Wow. And so they were just amazed over and over and over. And plus we were having people at that market say they saw us at Firewheel. Oh, really? Okay. And then some so, people so, were saying they saw us at Urban Flea. And okay. so we were getting people who were starting to follow us yeah. wherever we were going. Yes. And so that was just very, very fun. I bet. It was. No, it's very exciting. It I, was very, very exciting because <clears throat> it made us believe that. We got something. We're on to something here <laughs> because people are starting to follow us. Yeah. People are willing in COVID when everybody right. is look, you know, money and everything oh, else. Yeah. And people were still willing to buy our product sure. over and over and over. And we were like, wow. So I got to thinking about, you know, and of course all last year I was still chasing it, but about this time I, I was, was going to say, when I did we starting, turn? When did you finally get starting, on board? <laughs> I was starting, I had just basically caught up with the business and going, you know what? Out of all this time. And then he was telling me, thinking about how fast all this salsa was going and such. I was like, you know what? If Hershey's and Mars can start in a wagon, why can't I? Why can't if I? they can turn their stuff into an empire, why can't I? No reason not to. This is America. So I was Anybody like, can why can't I? Mm -hmm. Why can't I can't say I started in a tent? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I and agree. I just thought, and then I'm giving my daughter uh, a thing over there because, like, my granddaughter, she's four. Well, she helps me make salsa. Nice. And we use it as educational. Excellent. So, like, for the tomatoes, of course, there's so many tomatoes that go into a batch. There's so many peppers that go into a batch. So, we use it as school. Oh, okay, let's it. count the tomatoes. <laughs> let's count the peppers. And plus, what four-year-old knows what habanero peppers look like? True. Can say it. Yeah. What, what four-year-old knows what cilantro is oh, and yeah. can say it? Yeah. And she knows what it does. Nice. And she asked me, she goes, Lila, what does that do in the salsa? And I tell her, so we're talking chemistry. We're talking school. That's excellent. We're, all of those things. And yeah. she loves to cook. Yeah. Loves to cook. Sure. So we talk about all kinds of things like that. So it's educational. It's helping the family. So I told her, I said, she's going to be a CEO of Lilo Salsa someday right? and Absolutely. be telling people, I've been working since I was three years old. I learned at the knee of <laughs> yeah, Lilo. Exactly. So don't, don't give me no crap. <laughs> right. So I told my daughter when she got pregnant with our, our grandson that's coming in June that I go, well, everyone out there in the restaurant world is having trouble getting employees these days. Yeah. I said, well, I don't have to worry about that because you're making my employees. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, said, I said, trust me, <clears throat> if I can. I said, when they get old enough, they're going to be behind a tent at a flea market or something. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be involved in selling Lilo sauce at some point. As they should. I mean, it, this is how family dynasties start. 
yeah. you know, I mean, and then that's in no way trying to blow smoke at you. But this is where this is where it begins is that this stage when you guys are coming up and and you've got family, this is a family business it, and it, it has is. the potential to do a lot. So it is. It I is mean, very exciting. I mean, I hired my mom to help me. Oh, she that's does fantastic. My yeah. Well, she. I so we have, got what three generations uh-huh. involved, four generations four. involved. Yeah. <laughs> My mom, my mom does my dishes, and, okay. and then there at first she was doing my dishes, and uh, helping wow. to label and uh, and help can and things like that. And so now, so she's still helping do the dishes and help do a little bit of everything and helping do prep work and stuff. Yeah. And then my daughter, now that she's been um, out with the baby and such, so she's taking over my inventory. Nice. And taking over my labeling of the jars so that my daughter's doing that for us. Yeah. My granddaughter helps me make it. My husband helps sell it on right. Sunday. And, everything and, else. Well, yeah, and, and he's the, I'm sure the, he the, the mover and shaker. The, yeah. He's the grunt guy. And, grunt, the CFO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, and so I was going to say, <clears throat> so while she's still not on board, you're just over here counting that money <laughs> Yeah. We're doing, let's just keep doing this for a little while. Let's see what's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. So, and so now, I'm and thank goodness like, it's not like a, a you know selling a cosmetics or an Avon yeah. or a Mary exactly. Kay or something. Like this is her own create. That's fabulous. I love it. Exactly. Nothing uh-huh. against Mary Kay or, or Avon. Not saying don't you guys send me no hate mail. But I'm just saying this is yeah. your own creation from your own mind. This isn't somebody else's stuff no, that you're pitching. I, it all started because no. I was. Trying to find something that was healthier. To save you some money from save spending money too and much help money me with my salsa. It, it, <laughs> save money, save money and make it healthier yeah. for my family. That's yeah. what I was, you know. That's great. And how many how many flavors do we have now? <clears throat> we have twenty two. Twenty two. Wow. Now, are some of those the ones like the peaches that aren't always in? Yes. Okay. All right. Like I do. Like so, on average, how much would you have on your table? Like, say this coming uh, weekend, whenever you come out. Um, I can tell you that here. Okay. Okay. Well, so, like, like during Hatch Chili season. Okay. I have you do that one too. Really? Yes. Wow. I have. Of course. Why a, wouldn't you? I have a Hatch Chili regular, and again, that was all of these flavors except the pineapple habanero, which was created this year. Okay. All of the flavors, except the mild, was all created last year okay. between March and June. Wow. Actually, you have more than 22 because we have 22 on the table. Right? Oh, my. Okay, so I have 22 <laughs> on the table. So, yeah, I have more than that. Because <laughs> I have I have hatch chili. I have hatch chili. I have hatch mango. <clears throat> I have hatch peaches. I have, oh, wow. God, I don't know. hatch. Habanero hatch. So Hatch just gets in with everybody else whenever he comes to town. Oh wow. yeah, oh yeah. He comes. He's <laughs> he goes to the party. He goes. And again, sure. I started playing with these peppers, and I didn't know their flavor profile. Mm. I didn't know their heat level. I didn't yeah. know anything. So it was research and tasting and playing. And, For sure. You know, it was figuring it out. Figuring and you had. It, out. it sounded like you had plenty of people that were willing to taste test it with oh, you. No. It's no? my son-in-law and myself. <clears throat> okay. He doesn't eat salsa. My husband doesn't. My daughter doesn't. No, but like the, the co-workers and oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, the co-workers yeah. and sure. stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I had um, one of our friends, how black bean and corn came along. After I had the uh, the basic, the regular flavors and the heat and things like that, that's yeah. when I started branching out into very different. Yeah. Like, he goes, 
oh, why don't you make a black bean and corn salsa? And I was like, black bean and corn salsa? What? So anyway, so basically I went to Kroger and because I never even eaten black bean and corn salsa. So mm-hmm. I didn't eat, I wasn't even sure where, which direction to go in at this yeah. point. So I went to Kroger and I just kind of bought one that was on the counter and I tasted it just to see and kind of look at the consistency and just kind of look at it, what it was. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if it was made with tomatoes or not or, you know, that type thing. Yeah. Because I never seen it before. Yeah. I got to figure out what it is first. Right. Right. So it's research. Absolutely. So I saw what it was and I go, oh, okay. Now I know what it is. So what I do is I take, I do not use canned black beans. Period. Really? No. No, 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 no. No Goyas? No, no, no. (laughs) No. No, 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 no. Because the canned black beans. You are are a lady with standards, and I like that. I have a lot of standards. (laughs) Um, I do not use canned black beans because in the cans, you don't know how much salt's in there. Mm -mm. You don't know what anything else is in there. I don't know what chemicals that the put in there for preservatives to can it with. I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. Well... What I don't know ends up in my product. Mm-hmm. And I, no, uh-uh. Yeah. So I take dried beans <laughs> and I pressure cook the beans. Okay. In a mason jar with the same seasonings that's in the salsa. Mm. So now that seasoning that's in the salsa yeah. is infused into those beans. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Matter of fact, I even thought about that at some point. I might even market my own black beans because they're different. They're yeah. infused with they're infused right. with the seasoning. Well, corn is the same way. I don't use canned corn. Right. So cob corn only. Yeah, fresh I corn. use like fresh corn or fresh frozen corn. Right. Mostly, uh, I use corn like that because again, in the can, it's got either too much sugar, too mm. much salt, too much something in there, yeah. and I. Don't know what's all in there. And I mean, preservatives there, and all kinds. There's of preservatives, sure. and believe it or not, in a lot of our canned product, there's even kind of poisons in there mm. that you don't even realize. There's yeah. minuscule uh, pesticides and all kinds of things yeah. in that can that they will let you get away with that the processing plants. No. Yeah, because it's under a certain tolerance or whatever. Exactly. That they, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They say it's fine, but you know. But we're not going to do it that way. You have all of these ailments with people these days, you know, inflammation and whatever. Mm, Hello, it's caused by all that Mm. stuff. So, again, no. Yeah. I don't know what's in it. I ain't putting it in my product. So, I take fresh corn. I lay it out. And I put the same seasonings. It's in the salsa. Again, on my corn. Okay. And I roast it. Nice. Get that nice roasty toast. So now it's all very roasted and all. Matter of fact, they're always yelling at me because the oven is smoking a little bit in the back, you know, because I got it on speed broil where it's roasting. And they're like, you're burning the corn. I go, it's supposed to be that way because it's roasted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. That's how you do it. And so I, again, I put it all, I put it in the pot. I used to. When I was making it, I would chop it. You know, I, I still chop oh, some of it by like hand. It up or and something? so it would get the end product 
they were all different sizes mm. because some of it started out one size, some of it started out the other. But it's all there's still lots of it that's still hand chopped. But I started putting it in the pot hole. Hmm. Okay. That's why you see some of those pictures where it's kind yeah. of cool. And so that way when I put it in the blender, because I have a commercial blender. Okay. So when I put it in the blender, it all comes out the same size. Nice. I like that. So it's consistent. Good idea. Yeah. You know, Good it's idea. again, it's it's just different techniques and different plans. Yeah, absolutely. So all the products, anything new stirring around in the noggin that you're thinking about trying yes, out? Yes, actually, I created one Sunday. <laughs> okay. And it's one that people have been asking for. It is a avocado salsa. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Really? It's salsa verde. With avocado, so I took the base of my salsa verde recipe that a lot of people love and like, yeah, and I added avocado and mm. made it a creamy avocado, okay. and let's just say it is amazing. I bet. I put some of it in a small bowl to taste test. I couldn't stop eating it with a spoon. Yeah. I wasn't even eating it with chips. I was wow. just eating it with a spoon so I could get the real flavor profile. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't stop eating that stuff. I was like, okay, you got to stop because you got to put it in a jar. <laughs> right, yeah. You gotta, you, this is the stuff that you're supposed to be selling. Um, yeah. Now, so interesting. The the avocado, that really fascinates me. That's kind of curious. Um, We've had customers ask for it. Yeah. Hey, what about an avocado salsa? What about Yeah. So when people started first asking about avocado salsa... I started, um, Hey now, sample time folks. Yeah. So I started researching. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. I started researching. Yes. That's my thing. Yeah. It research. seems like it, Leela. Yeah, you definitely I was seem like, like Tammy, you seem like one that would definitely, uh, is, is not afraid to, to take on a new challenge. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I, I was researching. I was like, okay, what actually is avocado salsa? So I started researching yeah. just, you know on the internet researching and whatever. And then when I realized what the breakdown of what it really was, I was like, oh, okay, well, true to me. I take a perfect base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Why recreate the wheel when you have mm -hmm. the wheel? Yeah. You just need to put it on a different, you know, spoke or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, let's make it bigger for the big, big cars. Yeah. So that's what I did. And it worked. Nice. So this weekend will be its first it's weekend. The, the it's debut voyage. weekend. Debut, yeah. It's debut weekend, so we'll see how the public reacts to it. But yeah. yeah. Now I, was gonna, I did want I did want to ask you about the the habanero paste or or what, what is it again? Oh, the habanero extreme. Okay. Yes. Uh, oh. Yeah. Go get one. The habanero extreme. Now we're at taste Thank testing you. time. But yeah. If you the hear habanero. a little crunching, that's me sampling the uh, avocado, right? Yes. Okay. Very good. It's oh. it. I thought it was really good. Okay. Yeah. Avocado salsa verde, folks. Here we go. Live avocado. On. Wow. So definitely salsa verde, but yeah, that avocado is kind of interesting in there. Wow. Hang on a minute. I'm gonna try it without a chip, folks. You want a spoon? Get him a spoon. Yeah, please. Get him a spoon. Wow, that is really good. I told you I couldn't stop I'm not, eating it. I'm not usually a big fan of, of green salsa, but that is very good. I would actually, uh, I would not be upset. 
I put it in a bowl a, like that, that and I couldn't a, stop eating it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's very good, folks. Make sure you come down this weekend to check out the... Now, do you have a name for it? Is it just Avocado Salsa Verde? Yeah, I'm just going to call it Avocado okay. avocado Salsa Verde. Yeah, that's very good. Okay, so the habanero... Now, explain what this is, because I'm still not 100% sure I know what this is. Okay, how these two came about. This one is the jalapeno sauce. Okay. His boss... Again, one of, one of his bosses uh, has a jalapeno sauce that he likes that he buys from somewhere. Okay. And he gave it to Michael and said, hey, do you think Tammy can backwards engineer it yeah. for me? Why not? Because I know she's going to make it healthier and mm -hmm. better and Absolutely. all these things. And I said, okay, I will try. Again, never made this stuff before in my life, yeah. ever. So I tasted He. He gave me a jar of what he loves. Okay, sure. And I started taste testing it, playing with it. Mm -hmm. Found out what it really is. That's this one. So it looks it looks very uh, very liquid. Uh, the mm -hmm. consistency is not like a salsa. No, it's a sauce. It's a sauce. Huh. It's a sauce. And so what would, what is it? Does he put it on like enjeladas or something or what? Well, you can I've never heard of it. I apologize. I am completely clueless no, to uh, habanero sauce. Habanero, you can use sauce. it as a salsa. Okay. So it's not going to be a chunky salsa. It's going right. to be a thinner salsa. Okay. Kind of like a salsa verde type thing. Okay. But you can use it as a chip salsa. Huh. Or you can use it as a green salsa. So if you're not quite into the tomatillo different okay, flavor, yes. yeah, you can use this a as a green green salsa. Yeah. You can also you can also take this jalapeno sauce and you can cook with it. Hmm. Like you can mix it with sour cream, and you can make and you take diced tomatoes, diced onions, grill some chicken, and make yourself a sauce a little sauce with sour cream and the jalapeno sauce and put it over a bed of rice and is chicken that, breast. Is that recipe on your website? No. It, it should be. be. It should be. It should be. Yeah. I definitely would put that in a picture. As yeah. Well. I haven't <laughs> just made a suggestion. it. I haven't made it yet. Because that sounds delicious. <laughs> I haven't made it yet, but there, it's it. just things yeah, that you absolutely. can do with it. Yeah, absolutely. You can... Um, Especially on a product like that that is not as familiar to a lot of people. If you can show them, hey, this is what you can do oh, with yeah. it, bang, dude. That's, yeah. That's an automatic seller. Uh, you can seller. mix this with uh, mayonnaise to get, a, no. to get a kick with your yeah. mayonnaise. Yeah. Okay. You can... And so... It, it actually works better with the habanero. Yeah. Yeah. But... That's what you can do with this. So okay. it's very versatile. Okay. And the thing is, it's pure jalapenos, fresh jalapenos. Fresh jalapenos, yeah. Olive oil. Again, my standards. Yeah. I'm not going to make it with anything else except extra virgin olive oil. There you go. The real deal, mm -hmm. not the whatever deal. None of that other stuff. And garlic. And fresh garlic. I'm nice. talking the kind you peel off the clove and you got to peel it and smush yep. it with the knife. Smush the whole it with drill. the knife, yep. So that's what this is. So this okay. was born out of playing and because his boss wanted me to engineer it for him. Nice. So I did. Okay. And then so the, the next this one, one. This one came out because it was funny because <laughs> I did this one. And so me, I was like, Let's try well, again. this one is that. Okay. Well, I have, I had a bunch of habaneros and I said, 
It's the same thing. So it's the exact same procedure, same yeah. everything. But it's habanero instead it's of habaneros jalapenos. It's habaneros instead of jalapenos. Yeah. Hmm. So I made this. This this was debuted last year, December, at the Urban mm-hmm. Flea. Okay. It's the first time it came out. Okay. Last, around Christmas. I and love the, by the way, uh, for those of you that are on the mic and not on the camera, this it does say caution. What does it say on the top? Extreme habanero sauce. Caution. And it comes in a four-ounce container for a reason. I bet it does. <laughs> okay. Well, what it is is pure habaneros. I just take the habaneros, throw them in the pot. No seeding, no membrane removal. It's just the straight-up thing. Going Same in. Same thing with the jalapeno. In a pot. 150 of them. Okay, so did we get the, the fume uh, pepper it's spray a, cloud it's a again? Bag. No. <clears throat> okay. Wow. It's, like, it's a gallon Ziploc bag. Wow. It's full of them. Yeah. I just dump them in the pot. And again, it's extra virgin olive oil, garlic, some little something else. But, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to tell everything. Same thing with this one. <clears throat> it's the exact same thing, except the peppers are different. Okay. Yeah. And anybody who's following along, yeah, we're not giving away anything. There's there's definitely still some, some hidden still secrets, some hidden gems in there. in there. But we tested it we tasted it when i made it mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> you taste the sweetness and the fruitiness of those ha- habaneros mm-hmm. because that is what their flavor is profile their flavor is profile. Yeah. but it would definitely <laughs> light you on fire i bet it will yeah no, because it will. it's the pure deal yeah okay so we tested it by okay let's go what we'll just put your knife in put your knife pull your knife out well, we put it on Philly cheesesteak. Oh, okay. That's what we started with. Really? Yeah. We put it on burgers. Just taking your knife and swiping it across your bread. bread. And I'm serious. You pull it out. You don't scoop it. You don't yeah. nothing. <laughs> Whatever sticks to your knife gotcha. is all you That's need. That's all you need. You just put it in. And when you're eating that sandwich or that burger mm-hmm. or whatever, you're getting that sweet fruitiness of those habaneros, the flavor profile. Mm-hmm. So when you're eating it with your food, you're just like, wow, that's a cool flavor. Right. And then you, you're getting that zing with your sandwich. You know how a lot of people put jalapenos and banana peppers and yes. all kinds of things yes. like that on their Overloaded. sandwich? Yeah. Well, this gives you that zing. And then after you've eaten that sandwich and you're sitting back, and you know how some things, you eat it and you're like, okay, that was totally forgettable, you know, because yeah. you don't even realize what it was 10 minutes later. Right. This, you still have that zing, and you still have that flavor, the fruitiness, and the sweetness of those habaneros, and you're like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. And so, that's what this does. Nice. So, you can, it's the made with food. Yeah. Now, again, he took it to work. Yeah. After I made it. It was funny. For the guinea pigs. Oh, Okay. So I told them. Did they 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 took big old scoops? I bet. Yes. Just put just like anything else. He told them just a little bit. He said a little bit, a little bit. The problem was is we had to turn the jar because it was a sixteen ounce. It was a sixteen ounce jar. We had to turn the jar sideways to get the chip in. Okay. Didn't have anything to. Gotcha. Gotcha. So they would put the chip in and get just a little bit on the top. The problem is since it was tilted. The bottom of the chip was covered. Was covered. Oh no. Yeah. And then they pop it in their mouth and it was. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. And they're running around trying to find something to drink to cool it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Yeah, but keep in mind, these are the same people who wanted me to make the make the, the hot yeah. 
but they wanted me to make it crazy hot. We want it crazy hot. We want it crazy hot. And I was like, that's crazy hot. It's crazy hot. You know, it was too much. And then there were some guys there that they come in and thought, I'm yeah. big man, whatever. Mr. Cast took a Center. chip <laughs> out of the bowl, thought it was salsa, and Scoop it. scooped mm. it. So, yeah, no. Bad idea. Yeah. And and they scooped it. Out? And nobody, of course, you know, guys, they're in this conference oh, yes. room and yeah. they're like, watch this. Hey, watch this. You know, this is going to be funny. Yeah. They let him do it. And he was like, oh, my God. Yeah. He was like, I'm on fire. <laughs> yes. Even four hours later. I yeah. imagine. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so we started marking it. We were like, okay, how, what are we going to do with this? So we started marking it as a food drizzle, which is what it is. Okay. It's, 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 you eat it with food. Right. And when we tell people about this, we tell them that it's made for, you can put it on your sandwiches, you know, spice oh, things up. Enchiladas. Yeah. Enchiladas. But sure. use it sparingly. Right. And that's why it's in a four ounce jar is because a little goes a long, long way. Yeah. So Excellent. this last week, last week was its first time to debut. Okay. I started making it in an eight ounce jar. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I started having customers who not only would buy a four ounce jar, they would buy multiple four oh, ounce wow. jars. Yeah. So obviously there's the demand. Yeah. We were selling 24 to 30 of these little bitty jars a week hmm. on a Saturday. Wow. Okay. Pretty people, good for a first time out. Yeah. I had people come to the. Uh, Urban Flea, when I was down there last month, saying, I am so glad you're back. You know, my wife went over to the farmer's market last week, and she only bought one of these. Oh, no. <laughs> she only bought one. She was supposed How to get she? more than one. <laughs> yeah. She had clear instructions. And he bought four from me at that Nice. Of that. of that. Of that. Wow. So, That's great. So, four is 16 ounces. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to put it in a 16-ounce jar because my product, since it doesn't have any preservatives in it, yeah. we market it as two and a half to three weeks gotcha. in the refrigerator. Sure. Much more than that, th- even though this has a longer shelf life because I have had some in there for over a month. Right, but still, better but, than sorry. Yeah. Right, so we market it two and a half to three weeks yeah. is what we tell people on all of our salsas. Sure. Um, but so I go, okay, I'll put it in an eight-ounce jar. So that way they're not buying all this glass, you yeah. know, buying three, four, five of these. Sure. They can buy one jar. Of course, it's going to be twice as much. Right. Twice as more expensive as this one. Yeah, but still. It's in it one glass jar. And it's for convenience, jar. really. Oh, my. We were having people say, I'm taking this and I'm mixing it with my mayonnaise and putting it on my sandwiches. And it's right. amazing. Yeah. Or I'm mixing it with this or that. Or I'm just eating it on my sandwiches, just like you said, and... Uh, matter of fact, I had a vendor at the farmer's market a couple weeks ago, their first time there. They were new vendors at the Garland Farmer's Market. Okay. Uh, they're, they also do keto. They're teachers. Well, their um, husband, he saw this, and he was like, oh, that sounds good. So he, back and forth, you know, he does things, you know, covers for them when they go to eat lunch or whatever. And so he uh, bought a jar. Mm. And he goes, I'm going home right now, and I'm going to eat it because I'm going to eat it on my sandwich. He did. He went home, and he ate it on his sandwich like I told him to. Wow. And he goes, oh, my God, that stuff is amazing. 
I love that stuff. Now he buys a jar from me every week. There you go. I, yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. just one of those things I that I just said, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And it was born. Yeah. It really was. I mean, I did not plan to make it more than a few times or what have you. It was just, well, if I can do this. And I had the time. At the time, I had the time. So I played, right. and I go, let's see what happens. Yeah. That's good. And then it, it just kind of happened. <laughs> yeah. And then here we are. Exactly. Now, 20 plus, probably getting close to 30 before if you really start counting it up. Yeah. It's, an, it's insane. <clears throat> yeah. It's, been, it's phenomenal. Okay, well, we got to know, where can we find Lilo Salsa? Lilo Salsa is every week at the Garland Firewheel Farmer's Market on Horseshoe Drive, right in the field next to Macy's. Okay, so that's every Saturday and every Sunday. Every Saturday. Okay. Well, Saturday for sure. Sundays are going to be hit and miss. Right, because but, that's your prep day, sure. Right. Yeah. But Sometimes my daughter and... I'm there, my daughter's there with yeah. me. Yeah, on Sunday if they can. Um. Once a month, we're going to try, we're also doing the Urban Flea. Like this weekend, we will be at Garland Firewall Farmer's Market. That's where my daughter and I will be. And my husband will. Splitting duties. I and like my husband, it. Covering ground. My husband will be at the Urban Flea Excellent. Market in downtown Garland at the Square on Saturday. Excellent. Because they do theirs once a month. And so we're kind of do two locations now. Yes. If I had more, is this the first time that y'all have done the second. two? This second is the month. second okay. month that we've done two locations. <clears throat> okay. We basically duplicated everything that we had, meaning the tent, the tables, yeah. the everything for the second location. Okay. I just need to get another banner. Yeah. We just need to get another banner with our name on it. Um, Which by the way, the, the Lilo's yes. in the logo is our daughter's handwriting. This is my daughter's handwriting. Oh, that's the sweetest. My daughter, who's pregnant right yes. now. Yes. She, she hand-drew this. She was a I graphic designer. She went to school for graphic design and stuff. Yeah. And she did. The, she hand-drew this. And then we had a friend who makes T-shirts and stuff. Okay. They made and, your labels? Huh? They made your labels for you? They He, he made it a vector. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's easy. So that way we put can on print it. Yeah. A matter of fact, they made our T-shirts sure. to say Lilo Salsa on them. So we were like, you know, we're trying to get big time. So yeah, we're like, absolutely. Wear, wear uniform T-shirts. Of course. And, and so now we have where we can put Lilos on anything. So now her handwriting, and he was able to preserve her handwriting. So this is her handwriting. This is my daughter's handwriting. Excellent. So not only that, but our label is very unique. Mm -hmm. And we have this exact label on our banner. On oh, yeah. Everything. So every, everything seamlessly flows together. Yes. Excellent. Yes. And so it truly is a family thing because this is my daughter's handwriting. Mm -hmm. This is my product. You bet. And I called it Lilo's because that's my grandma name. Oh. And how Lilo's come out is that when my daughter told me she was pregnant with our first grandbaby, Nova, I... We have a Nana. My mom is Nana. Okay. Okay. To the grandkids. My sister-in-law is Nani. Nani, okay. Okay. My grandmother on my dad's side was Granny. And I was like, okay, I'm a little too young to be Granny. But still, that was her name to me. Mm -hmm. And sure. my grandmother on my mom's side was Grandma. And again, even though both of them are gone now, 
when you talk about them, that's their name. That's them. Yeah. So I was like, well, I can't be granny and I can't be grandma because that's their name. I don't want to be another N because that's confusing mm-hmm. to the kids. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now what? So I pitched a few things. Some of my friend, one of my friends is called M2, you know, for mom to the second power. <laughs> and so I thought about that. I <laughs> played with that and I thought, well, that's kind of cool. I was thinking of something that's easy for them to stay the when they're young. Sure. Yeah. Certainly. And different because there's a lot of Meemaws, Mimi's, everything else out there. Yeah. And my uh, daughter's mother-in-law is Mimi. Okay. So I was like, okay. So I went up on Google. Trendy grandma names. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and of course, all the normals. Mimi, Ma, Mima, yeah, all of those were on the list. Mama. Leela was on the list. Wow. There we go. And I was like, Leela. Okay, we're at a grocery store, and all the kids are yelling, Mima, Nana, blah, blah, blah. The one that's yelling Lilo, nine times out of ten, that's my kid. Yeah, because that's not the most common. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <clears throat> I go, I like that. And then I talk, Then we had a little thing going, you know, because of Lilo and Stitch, you know. Yes, of course. And so I was like, I'm Lilo, and my grandbaby is my Stitch. There's your little <laughs> Stitch, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> Matter um, of fact, we have T-shirts that say that. Do this you? Says, this says, yes, it says Nova's Lilo. That's what her, that's what, and then hers says Lilo Stitch. Oh, <laughs> that is too cute. So um, yeah, that's how it worked. So uh, Garland Farmer's Market Firewheel, Urban Flea, um, every second Saturday. And mm-hmm. anywhere else? Or you said, the, are you still going to do the Wiley one when it comes up and other yeah. ones that come up? In December. Okay. We're going to do random events we do. Sure. We're going to do random events. Now, do be- you have that on your so website? Uh, when we're going to be at different places. It'll you be know, up on the website? Like every week, I post on my Facebook page. Okay. Uh, it's Lilo Salsa. Got it. On the Lilo Salsa page, not only can you see pictures of the products I make, like the new products or, right. you know, things like that. You can see pictures of me making products, but you will also be able to get details of where we're going to be that weekend. Okay. I will, I will post on there every week and I've been posting though. Lilo's going to be at Garland Firewall Farmer's Market. Come Excellent. say hi. Uh, this weekend it was supposed to rain, right? Right. So I posted... Uh, Lilo Salsa is going to be at the Garland Firewolves Market. Come play in the rain with yeah, us. For sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, the NFL Draft and Lilo Salsa are best friends. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a website. Okay. It points to the Facebook page. Oh, okay. But it is just www.lilosalsa.com. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. So if they, if they can't find our Facebook page, they can go to the web and do the www.lilosalsa.com. Dot com yeah. and it will send them to our Facebook page. Gotcha. Now you can. We also have an email address. Okay. That's Lilo's Salsa at gmail.com. Okay. And so you can either message me through Facebook or you can message me through the email if you want to order product like Excellent. ahead of time. Um, if you you know say hey Tammy I want. Two of this, three of this, whatever. I will get your order together. We sell out of the house every day of the week. Nice. So if you can't wait till Saturday, got a big event coming up, and you got to get some Lilos. Exactly. If you, as my daughter calls it, a salsa emergency. Absolutely. Then you can come by the house and pick it up here. Yep. 
or we will meet you if you're far away. Whatever we need to do, we will get you your sauce. Absolutely. We will take care of you. Except for shipping. Yes. Right because now. Because of cottage law, yes. half the transaction has to be in person. Wow. Yes, yeah. that's Texas. Yeah. yeah. So I can't but ship it. Sounds like you're yet, doing okay but with... if, yeah. you know, if you pay me face to face, then I can ship. Right. But, you know. Yeah. But that's, yeah. So, Very good. Excellent. Michael, anything, any final parting words? No, no. She's said quite a bit. Yeah. Well, but, Which but is why I will I say. much stayed quiet because. <laughs> yes. And it's all it about is her, her show. It is her show. But I will say to you, sir, kudos. Uh, husbands that support their wives in these type of endeavors, I have the utmost respect for because this is, you are, you're doing two jobs, more than two jobs. You know, you've got your own thing, you're doing this, but you're also a husband. You're also, you know, all these other things, just as you're a mother and a grandmother and you have your own job. Taking on your own little startup is a big undertaking and you guys have put a lot of time in and I am so excited to see what happens for the future because you're doing great and I see nothing but good stuff for you in the future. So I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited very to good. see what happens. I mean, yeah. I tell my daughter all the time, I said, I'm building, I'm working on building an empire for my grandchildren Absolutely. that they will never have to worry about where to work because yep. they will be working for Lilo Salsa and like I said, they'll be able to tell employees and things in the future. You know, I was there when Lilo created this company and yep. look where we are now. And Absolutely. she has standards and I was right there beside her. It's great. It is fantastic. All right, folks. So keep your eyes on Lilo Salsa. You know where to find them. We'll have all the uh, information in the show notes. And thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Michael, for having me and uh, sharing your stories with us. And guys, don't miss out on this. See you later. This is the one and only Javi G. You can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you might find podcasts. You can catch me on YouTube, Javi G channel, for all the fun updates. You can see me on TikTok, Javier Gobbledone. You can see me on IG, Beam 77 Anywhere you can think of me, I might be. Have a good one. <laughs> nice. Beautiful.